It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you. That's right. I want you to feel empowered. I want to serve you so that you have more control over your wallet and can make better decisions in your life. One action I hope you'll take, sign up for our free newsletters. I love that word, free. And all you do is go to clark.com slash newsletter or newsletters, and you'll be able to see how to sign up. Now, in today's show, I want to talk about something. You know, football season is upon us, and sports gambling on football is bigger than it's ever been before. But I wanted to tell you when too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing if you're into it. We're going to talk about that. And later, scamsters are obviously a big problem. Hitting people of all ages, incomes, backgrounds, whatever. I want to tell you a new scam where they're ripping off people who are grieving just having lost a loved one. How bad can it get? You're going to hear in just a little while. So let's talk about gambling. I have so many friends who try to get me into betting pools and stuff. And I don't gamble. If I ever do a friendly bet with someone, it's for a quarter. That's right, 25 cents. I just am not a gambler. It's not my thing. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that Krista ruined my afternoon one day in Las Vegas when I was there working. When she asked me to go gamble, for her on a machine called the Tabasco. It was a slot machine, yeah. And this had to be 18 years makes ago. Makes no difference. <laughs> it still bothers me at this moment just as much as it bothered me 18 years ago. You are might be a grudge holder. <laughs> just saying. Go ahead. So Krista tells me to play 20 bucks on this Tabasco machine, which I lost all the money in like I don't know, three, four minutes. And that $20 bothered me the rest of the day. I mean, I am just not mentally equipped to be a gambler. But so many people are. The problem is there's too much of a good thing going on because if you're just throwing a little bit of money away that doesn't really affect your life, that's one thing. And you somehow enjoy doing that stuff. I re- I don't, I haven't gambled in, I think since before you did that. Tabasco oh, really? machine. Yeah. And I mean, if I'm somewhere and I'm in a casino, I might spend a little bit of money on like a slot machine, but I am, I am not a gambler. I don't want to lose my money because the odds are definitely against you. Well, you know, I would go to Vegas year after year after year for what was first called the consumer electronics show and then became CES. And I'd, cover it for a variety of media outlets. COVID interrupted that chain. I've never gone back, but we'd stay at these big casino hotels and I'd have to walk through there and I'd watch people at the tables and I'd see people lose these enormous sums at different gambling tables, none of which I understood how they worked. And it just, I couldn't get it. I didn't I just didn't understand the appeal. The thing that makes me sad is when I see people at like two slot machines at a time and you can tell they're there all the time. There's 
and they're <laughs> well, just doing it. Well, now it's buttons. You just yeah, the and they look very unhappy a lot of times. It's just sad because it is an addiction, addictive thing, gambling, for sure. That's what we're going to talk about that in a second, yeah. where the sports wagering is going on. So there was a story in Barron's about how the nature of sports gambling has changed into parlay betting. Do you know what parlay betting is? I don't. It's where there's all these very arcane bets you can do. And, you know, what's happening in the third quarter and how many completions a quarterback will have and all this stuff. So people, instead of placing a bet on this team winning or that team winning, they're now doing all these exotic bets. And there's more and more of those rolling out. Why? Because it's massively profitable for the sports gambling companies. Huge profits. In fact, the profits are four times higher because of people migrating to parlay betting instead of just simple straight betting. And people are doing it because what happens is it's like with the lottery where people went crazy buying the lottery tickets where the payoff was what, one point five billion? Yeah, over I knew it was over a billion, like it was huge amounts of money. Yeah. And so people are like, well, you're saying there's a chance, right? (laughs) So people are doing this parlay betting where when you place one on top of another on top of another, if you hit, if you get them all right and you get the payoff, all you're seeing is dollar signs in your mind and your eyes. And so the losses are accelerating and it's an unhealthy kind of thing unless, again, you have money, you could just go when it's cold, you could throw it in the fireplace and watch it burn. There's very few people that can do that. So if I'm talking to you as football season is just about underway, week zero, if you know what that means in college football, as that's going on and you're on one of the online betting sites and you're thinking, hey, I want to do this and that and that and that and then pile them on. Look at the payoff. Understand you're being manipulated in a way that can cost you so much money. And this stacking betting, for lack of a better term, is leading to more potential for addiction to gambling. And on that score, it was a story in the Financial Times about how many people are getting addicted to online gambling. And that it, it is like any other addiction, except people are doing things where they're borrowing against credit cards to do additional gambling and things like that. So if I'm talking to you, or there's a family member or friend you're worried about, just say, hey, I'd love for you to listen to this podcast and hear this, because there is help out there. And all the gambling sites that advertise during the football games say, if you feel like you're having a gambling problem, call this number. Well, there's a reason they do it, because they're required to. But the help may be necessary to break the addiction like any other addiction. Oh, yeah. It affects the brain in the same way. It's, yeah, for sure. Endorphins? Is that what it is? Dopamine and other factors. But, yeah, there's so many things that can be addictions. But there's Gamblers Anonymous that you can go to or just seek out an addictions counselor. because Well, the Financial Times story was talking about interviewing people who are willing to be interviewed who went to Gamblers Anonymous and, and how they got into it and how 
the cycle became such a negative reinforcing cycle. So you may wonder, what does this have to do with our podcast? Why would I be talking? Well, of course, there's a football angle for me. But <laughs> why would I be talking about this? Because if you can improve your financial outlook or harm your financial outlook so many different ways, and this is one where you could have a good thing going and put it fully into reverse with a gambling issue, problem, addiction, whatever, wherever you are on the scale, that's why I'm talking about it. Awesome. Okay. We have some questions. This one's from Jonna in Florida. I have a question about my gym membership, which is paid for by my health insurance. I would like to upgrade a level, but I was told by the staff that I would need to give them a credit card number and my checking account number and routing number. I have no problem giving them my credit card number, but giving my checking account info makes me nervous. What do you think? Is it safe to give them this information? They insist they cannot do the upgrade with just the credit card alone. All right, I'm going to make a wild guess because we had this question months ago. This is Planet Planet Fitness, yes. Okay, a good guess. Their deal, a typical club, is $10 a month for that base membership that the health insurance pays for. It's 25 for the fancy membership that lets you go to any Planet Fitness anywhere. Uh, so many visits a year to another club. You do that one, right? I do that one because I have itchy feet and I never know where I am in the country. And then the best part is I get 10 minutes on the automated massage bed. <laughs> it is so great. I finish my workout and I go in and do my 10 minutes. On the, and it's like, it's my reward for having done the workout. And the massage bed's really cool. And you can take a friend with you every time you go. It can be a different friend each time. So that's the whole pitch with going from the 10 that your health insurance will pay for to the 25 plus junk fees. So part of their thing is they don't let you pay your monthly dues by credit card. You can only pay them by a draft of your checking account. So I have a junk checking account that I use for things that are small dollar number things that I am not worried about them getting to the big money in my account. And I have that link to Planet Fitness. So that's what it's about. And that's why they want the checking account. Now, I wish Planet Fitness would do what the marketplace and the law allows now, allow people to pay by credit card for an additional junk fee of 2 3% or pay by checking account at the lower amount. But for some reason, that's something they've not decided to do. This is from Andrea in Louisiana. I have a financial advisor recommending a charitable remainder trust. It will be configured as a testamentary trust, leaving the beneficiaries money for their lifetime and their afterwards for 20 years. What is your opinion on this? So generally, you would have to have big money, Andrea, for this to make sense. And what would big money be? We're talking usually in the range of above $10 million. If you're married, $20 million or so. So this is not a cheap proposition to set up and to manage. The other reason you would do a charitable remainder trust for heirs uh, there are two different kinds of charitable remainder trusts, I should say. I don't want to get too 
in the weeds here. But the most common use is where you give the money to a charity and you receive income from that. You get the current deduction for the donation, but you only get a partial donation because you get income for the rest of your life. And then when you pass away, the charity gets the rest of the money. That's the most common. Then the second thing is to pass money to heirs for one of two reasons. And the one I just mentioned, if you've got huge money to get money out of your estate to eliminate estate taxation. Unfortunately, the taxation for your heirs is not the most favorable in the world, but they still got money. But if you don't have huge money, the other reason you would do one typically is you have kids who you love, who you'd like to have income someday, but you're not so comfortable with their money decisions. So it is a testamentary trust is one that at the time of death creates these trusts for your kids or ultimately, or whoever it is, grandkids gets the money with whatever rules are contained in it. So if you are very wealthy or you have some family issues that would make this possibly okay, you don't go with the word of the financial advisor. You go see a lawyer who does wills, estates, and trusts. Because if you have the kind of assets you're worried about this about, you need to make sure that your entire financial planning is done properly with the expertise of a lawyer who didn't do his brother-in-law or her brother-in-law's will once. You want somebody what they do for a living is wills, estates, and trusts. This is from Matthew in Texas. He says, I think I messed up. My doctor has been telling me to take vitamin D for years and I run out periodically. This last time I bought a new brand of vitamin D on Amazon because it had extremely high customer ratings and was inexpensive. Also, it's sold at Walmart and Target, but now I'm wondering if this is a legitimate brand. I don't want to cut corners with my health. Should I throw out this bottle of vitamins that I just bought? No, you're, you're fine. The only problem with it is you're paying way too much money per vitamin D unit with this brand. I don't think so. If you're a Costco member and you buy the Kirkland Signature of Vitamin D3, you will pay, as best I could figure, one-fifth of the cost per dose what you're paying for this one through Amazon. This one has double the dose of the Kirkland Signature. 4,000 units? It's No, I thought the 2, Kirkland, I thought Kirkland, the Kirkland Kirkland's was... 2,000 oh, units. So this is 400 pills for eight ninety nine. But the key is the verifications on it to tell if it's real. And it and does it not does, have USP. It does have GMP. GMP doesn't mean anything. The two you want to look for are USP and NSF International. So those are the two certifications on a supplement. So don't buy this one again. It's just you're relying on them to tell you the truth. And I'd rather have that third-party verification. With any herbal remedy or vitamin, you want it to have one of the lab, independent lab certifications since the FDA doesn't attest to the, to the safety or quality or the ingredients inside any herbal remedy or vitamin. But the Kirkland Signature is so, so, so much cheaper than this that if you are a Costco member, buy it. Instead of this overpriced one from, he said, Amazon, Walmart. Target, yeah. Walmart. Yeah, don't blow all that money. Think about, you could go to Costco, you could have lunch at the food court, and 
buy the vitamin D and still have money left over versus buying the vitamin D from Amazon, Walmart, or Target. But you're right. USP is the real main gold standard. The United States Pharma, oh, Pharmacopia certified supplements Pharma- is what you want to look for. Yeah. So I'm really into the USP uh, herbal remedies and dietary supplements because of the unfortunate studies that have found that so often with herbal remedies and dietary supplements that what's on the label is not at all what's actually in it. I recently shared with you from a study about all the problems with melatonin that so many, there were even melatonins that didn't have melatonin in them. I mean, how do you even explain that? And all kinds of ingredients that should not be in those. So this is a problem. This is a Wild West problem with this part of the marketplace. And that's why you need a company that is willing to pay the cost to have independent verification of what's in the item you're taking. Coming up ahead, you know, we could do five days a week a scam podcast. I mean, there are scams all the time, every wrinkle, everything going on. But the low lives who do scams have reached a new low in my book, and that's taking advantage of people grieving. And I'm going to explain to you what I'm talking about straight ahead. Just when you thought scamsters couldn't get any worse, I'm going to stun you. What's on the Scammers Hall of Shame top 10 from the Federal Trade Commission is where someone dies and the grieving family members get a phone call from someone pretending to be from the funeral home saying that they need money from you to proceed with handling the funeral. NBC News did a nice story in depth about this. It is just absolutely shocking how low they'll go. So Lisa Motto was profiled in the NBC News story. It's one of the people who was profiled. She lost her husband, who she'd been married to for 22 years, to lung cancer. She was obviously torn up, and she gets a call out of nowhere from someone claiming to be from the funeral home who says that she owes five grand, but before they'll proceed with any of the funeral arrangements, she's got to give them $2,500 by Zelle or Apple Pay. And she completely, fish hook and mouth, tries to send the money and ends up not being able to. It was flagged as suspicious, thank goodness, And so then they said, oh, well, you know, since you weren't able to send it those two ways, let's do PayPal. Her son was there with her as she's just grieving so deeply from the loss of her husband of all these years. And her son says, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. And she did. And then later it turned out it was completely bogus. Now, as she said... They just catch you at such a weak moment, obviously. And she went on to say there's a special place in hell for people like that. So the funeral home swindle is now in the annals of the top 10. 
in the Hall of Shame from the FTC. They want you to know how it works. So they scour online obits. You know, obits now that used to be a big part of the newspaper business with a printed paper, and it would appear potentially a few days after. Now they're online instantly, often posted by the funeral home itself. So the criminals are scanning all these posts, and then they just start contacting one after another, after another, after another, after another. And they're very well trained to be very empathetic, that whole Mr. Slumber kind of routine. And they're so good at being bad. So know this, the phone will say on caller ID, it will have the name of the funeral home. The caller ID is spoofed. And so you're automatically in your moment of sadness and grief and the fog you live in at that time. You're like, oh, the funeral home's calling. Answer. And it's this scam. I want you to be really, really aware this is going on. One of the stories NBC News talked about was a family was at the funeral home for visitation when the call came in pretending to be from the funeral home. I mean, these people have real gall. And so know that the way scams work is so much sense of urgency. You must do this now. And before you have a chance to really think about it, you end up having money stolen. One-way trip, no way to recover. Know this is going on. I know in that moment of grief when you're in that fog, have this somewhere in your deep memory that you remember this is a hot scam right now. Krista? Despicable. You look so disturbed. I mean, it's just, it's shocking to me how someone could sleep at night and do that to someone, but... Here's a question from Howard in Pennsylvania about another potential scam. As Faithful Clark listeners, we feel you will give us a straight-up answer to this question. After being bombarded on Facebook about Shark Tank-endorsed weight loss keto and ACV gummies, is this the real deal or is this a hoax? This is a hoax. It's been around a long time. It's obviously been a successful hoax because this has come up over the years and it is completely fake. This was not a Shark Tank thing. And it's funny the branding Shark Tank has that so many criminals now try to attach themselves to the credibility that Shark Tank has in the marketplace. And just because somebody is like, it's seen on TV. Just because something's seen on TV in no way means that it's automatically good. And just because somebody says something was on Shark Tank, even if it was, doesn't mean it's something you should spend your money on. But the real thing here is it wasn't ever on Shark Tank. Right. And if you watch Shark Tank, which we do as a family, it's such a good show to watch with your kids, honestly. It's so, so many good discussions and you learn about different parts of business. But the sharks themselves have made these commercials saying, we do not endorse any gummies, nothing like this whatsoever. You know the funny Shark Tank story with me? What? Years ago, I was going to do a profile on one of the Shark Tank people. And Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. I don't watch TV other than football. I didn't really know what it was. And so before I was going to interview him, I needed to watch the show. And it was a very compelling, interesting show. But being not a TV watcher, after I prepped for that 
session for the interview with Cuban. I've never watched it again. All right. William in South Carolina says, Clark, Sadie is our German Shepherd family member. Would you share the name of a good pet insurance company? And do you feed Kirkland Signature wet or dry food? So first things first, Kirkland Signature does not eat Kirkland Signature dog food. Kirkland Signature is on some kind of designer dog food that our vet has said Kirkland should eat. Kirkland almost died in birth and is only nine pounds fully grown where his siblings are 35, 40 pounds. So Kirkland came into the world with some medical issues. So KS is on a combination of dry food and wet food. And is the most reluctant eater you have ever seen. And your other dog? Winston Churchill will eat anything in sight and eat it till it would kill her, which she's tried to do over and over again. I could have sent both dogs to college (laughs) with what Winston Churchill's vet and animal hospital bills have been. But I digress because you asked about how to defray those expenses. And pet insurance is... Something that, and I'm going to say something that we get Clark Stinks about, pet insurance is like Swiss cheese with a bunch of holes in it. Pet insurance brochures look fantastic. In real life, not so much. What I always recommend is that you go ask your vet himself or herself, you ask your veterinarian which policy they find does the best job for their customers at their vet practice. Because the pet insurance industry is one that overpromises and underdelivers, and the vets know which ones rip people off and which ones actually seem to do a good job because they have to help as intermediaries with the claims. Kathy Illinois says, I have an NFL question. Go Bears. We switched, the to, Bears. we switched to YouTube TV last summer in anticipation for the NFL. We had direct TV for years with no issues. Unfortunately, all live sports, basketball, football, soccer, lags and freezes on YouTube TV. We thought this would be fixed by the start of the season, but nothing. Everyone we've asked has the same issue, but you can't call YouTube. What is Clark going to do? So, first of all, If you want to be really smart at any live sport, you want to have an antenna hooked up to your TV as well. Because if the game is available on local broadcast, you're going to get a much better picture and you'll see it 30 to 40 seconds sooner. And that's free. Second, if you are using uh, YouTube TV on sports and you're having lagging and stuttering, Usually that's not going to be YouTube TV's fault. It's going to be the cable monster who you're getting your internet from. There may be too many people on the loop. You know, the way the cable companies do it is to save money. They do this party line kind of thing. And if a lot of people are watching high bandwidth sports at the same time in your neighborhood, your quality of your picture will deteriorate. You could have the stuttering. You could have all those problems. So it's almost certainly the problem of your internet service provider, not YouTube TV. They'll try to upsell you to one gig service. You don't need one gig service, you know, where they try to make their problem your problem. You don't need that to get a good picture on sports. 
I mean, if you're watching sports 400, is it MBPS? Whatever it is. That is plenty fast enough to have a good picture on high def. You're not seeing sports in 4K these days, generally. Not true 4K. So I'm betting the problem is with the cable monster. Now, one alternative is if at your address, if you're having this problem a lot, test having your internet service with the local monopoly phone company. Particularly if they've run fiber down your street, you won't have this party line junk that you have with the cable monster, and you may find that the problem is eliminated. And you said other people are saying the same thing with YouTube TV, and it's true. I don't know that actual humans live at Google because you can't reach humans there. But I have not heard from other people that the problem is a YouTube TV problem. And we both have YouTube TV and watch sports. I do have fiber, and it's we've never had a problem because of that, I guess. So when, when I was on the cable monster, I was having this problem. Okay. And we ended up getting a better deal going to fiber with the local phone company Monopoly. Problem went away. So that's, that's why I have that bias that way. And maybe I'm wrong, but as best I know, the problem is not from YouTube TV. I just can't wait for the whole NFL season. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being with us today. Remember... We serve you around the clock at our websites, Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. And we answer your questions one-on-one for free, 30 hours each week, where you can get advice, information, guidance. All you need to do to find out how to get that free one-on-one advice, which we've been offering since February of 1993, go to Clark.com slash CAC. Have a great day.